Aloha, I'm Jim Mendoza with Hawaii News Now. For nearly three decades, I've been telling people stories. I've interviewed celebrities, athletes, politicians, and everyday folks who've shared their stories. And I'm excited to share some of them in this series of HNN podcasts that we're calling Tell Me a Story. Episode 2, Endurance. Each Tell Me a Story podcast has a different theme. In our second episode, we'll focus on endurance. These stories are about people who endure hardship or persevere through unpleasant and difficult situations. President John F. Kennedy said, A man may die, nations may rise and fall, but an idea lives on. Ideas have endurance without death. We begin with what seems like a crazy idea. One man's incredible journey to become the first person to cross the Pacific Ocean on a paddleboard. Aloha! Welcome to Hawaii! How are you doing? This was Antonio De La Rosa's first contact with another human being since he paddled away from San Francisco on June 9th. The 42-year-old ultra-endurance athlete from Spain is the first person to cross the Pacific Ocean as a stand-up paddleboarder. It's a record for me and for everybody. He covered about 2,500 miles of open ocean using wind, currents, and elbow grease. No, no motor. No, no, no. Only the motor is, this is the motor. <laughs> well, you know, you can't see it in a podcast, but when he says that line that this is the motor, he flexes his bicep. So that's what he, <laughs> he didn't have any, any motor there. The paddle power was his engine that, that got him across. GPS, one inside and one outside. His vessel, the Ocean Defender, is a combo paddleboard and small boat with a sleeping cabin, storage bins, and solar panels for power. Computer. De La Rosa packed enough supplies for a 90-day trip. He estimated it would take about 70 days to make the Pacific crossing. He did it in 76. GoPro cameras documented his days and nights at sea. There was no escort vessel, so he was all alone. He estimates he lost about 10 pounds, but never got sick, despite very little sleep. Every hour I get up, checking the GPS, and checking the direction, moving the system. Hurricane Flossie didn't hit him, but it did push him off course. During one week, I walked to the north, to the north, and I think, oof, what happened? <laughs> Loaded down, the Ocean Defender weighed more than a thousand pounds. It's difficult moving this kind of boat with very small uh, paddle. He says the view out there was breathtaking, but he did encounter floating plastics, nets, and discarded line. With this GoPro, I. De La Rosa has done other extreme adventures. Every year I think, okay, what, uh, what I do next year? I love the, this kind of life. He once rode across the Atlantic Ocean. Now he's conquered the Pacific. His uh, exuberance was infectious, and we got him just hours after he had pulled in, and he was so vibrant. I'm thinking, dude, you just crossed the Pacific on a paddleboard. you got to be exhausted. But he had so much life and so much happiness for being here and, and completing this track. It's, it's just incredible. Um, 
that uh, the paddleboard that he was on, you know, when we think of a paddleboard, we think of a flatboard and, and folks just going across, you know, uh, Alamonte Beach Park or something like that. But his was souped up. Uh, it had to be because he had to have a, an area where he could sleep in at night. Uh, there was no motor on board, though, so there's there's no engine for him. That was important for him to, to do this uh, and just do it with with a paddle. Uh, and, but he had other things like it said in the story, GPS and all, so he could stay in contact with his handlers. And that story took months for me to put together because when I first heard about him, I contacted his, his group that he was working with back in San Diego. He had some people who were helping him uh, with the uh, logistics where he was at, uh, when he was on course, when he was off course, and they communicated with satellites, satellite phones and, and radios and things. So he was able to have that communication, and I worked through them. And I told them, I said, it's really important for the authenticity of this story to make sure it's, it's real, that I see that there's nothing around him. So they asked him to take a GoPro shot because he had GoPros mounted on his vessel, a 360 degree shot for me so that, so that I could see that there was nothing but ocean, no land. And he did. And I said, my goodness, that guy, <laughs> he, is, he is out there in the middle of the Pacific. In our next story, we focus on a new endurance workout that gives your heart and your brain a blast. It's designed to get people sweating and thinking. And let's start pumping here. At Orthosport Hawaii, a new workout combines aerobic exercise with mind games. It's called Brain Fit. The number one factor that you, that you have control over to some degree as far as how to improve the health of your brain and the functioning of your mind is physical exercise. Good, try to keep those watts up. Studies have shown that age shrinks the size of a person's brain, and exercise can help slow that down. Physical exertion increases blood flow. When the heart rate's elevated, clients get quizzed. Okay, you and I will go back and forth from A to Z. You're gonna name an animal that starts with A. Then I'll go B, you go C, you go D. Memory is one workout, but there are others, like math questions. BrainFit's designed for people dealing with early-onset dementia and those with brain trauma from an injury or stroke. But how do you know it's improving brain function? So we're doing all these tests in the beginning that are very remeasurable. We're going to move on to the next brain stretch. The workout draws mainly senior citizens, but younger folks are catching on. They will begin to work out their brain the same way that people are concerned about their bodies getting older will work out their bodies. The lights from those screens can actually disrupt your REM sleep. The workout includes classes on how sleep, stress, and diet affect the brain. To find out more about BrainFit, we've got a link to Orthosport on our website. <laughs> it's new. Uh, and and uh, I like new stories. I like things that are brand new and, and not seen before, you know, by the general public. And uh, we kind of fell into this story here. The folks who were doing the workout didn't want to be interviewed, though, um, and can't blame them for that, you know. But we got a chance to wa watch them, two older gentlemen, uh, and they were doing a lot of cycling, a cycling workout to get their heart rate up. And when their heart rate would increase, that's when the trainers would come in and start asking them these questions to get their brain engaged while their body was going. One thing is they were able to, uh, to remember things better. They would give them a short list of things to remember. Okay, I'm going to say these these things, colors, shapes, objects, whatever, uh, and animals, anything like that. And they would have to recall as they were going. Okay, I said this. What did I? And then they'd wait a little bit and let them work out some more. And then they go back to them and say, well, what did I say? 
can you list three of the things that I said? And that's how they, they would tell or, or could tell that it was improving. Now to one mother's incredible story of endurance. She's running across America to raise awareness for an organization that honors fallen military servicemen and women. Kathy Powers is on a mission. The North Carolina wife and mother is running a thousand miles in 2019 and doing it in bits and pieces across the U.S. And I decided I'm gonna run in all 50 states in honor of our veterans. Every step also honors her late son. Six years ago, senior airman Bryce Powers died after a traffic accident in Japan. I just thought nothing would ever be the same without my son. I just didn't really care. I just stopped. I got in a bad place. Kathy was depressed and eating herself into oblivion. Then came a realization and transformation. I need to do something bigger than me. Kathy got involved with Wreaths Across America. Every December, the organization places wreaths on graves at Arlington National Cemetery, where Bryce is buried. It was a marathon of change. It took me years, but I'm finally, I'm living for both of us. The nationwide run draws attention to her cause. Through her Facebook page, Kathy encourages people to sponsor wreaths for this December's Arlington ceremony. She wants to secure sponsors for 7,777 wreaths, one for each day Bryce was alive. I love you guys. That number is just not a random number. I thought I need to do something good with that number. I was the mom in the minivan driving to get the mail. Now I'm running. I'm running a thousand miles. Kathy's paying for her travel, but families across the U.S. have offered to host her in their homes as word spreads through social media about the wreath runner. The number of days, the number of days is important to her. Uh, and uh, it, it signifies how many days he was alive. That's how many wreaths she wanted to get. I, I just did a check before we taped this podcast to see where she was at in her run. She's completed it. She's done the 1,000 miles, and she has run in every state uh, in, across the United States here, Alaska as well. And um, she's also gone to Europe, and she did some running in Europe to honor fallen service members who died in service when they were overseas. So that's continuing on. But she did complete the task that she had set. So in, in that way, her endurance paid off. She was, she was very overweight. She says it herself, you know. And, and on her Facebook page, you see the before and after pictures, too, of how she looked before she started all of this. And like she said, she was eating herself into oblivion. You know, she was really not taking care of herself. The tragedy and the, the sadness had so consumed her um, that she didn't think about herself. But when things started changing and she started doing this, the wreaths across America, um, it, it changed her physical appearance too. She started taking better care of herself, eating better, exercising, and you can see it physically. And I think that's, to me, uh, I, I, I shouldn't call it my favorite story of last year, but it's one of them. Uh, and it's, it's that love connection that she still has with her son, even though he's dead and gone in a way. He's still alive with her in a way, and she keeps that memory going and that memory alive.
That's our second episode of Tell Me a Story. We end with a quote from Orson F. Whitney. Whitney was a religious politician, journalist, poet, historian, and academic in the late 1800s. About endurance, he said, no pain that we suffer, no trial that we experience is wasted. It ministers to our education, to the development of such qualities as patience, faith, fortitude, and humility. All that we suffer and all that we endure, especially when we endure it patiently, builds up our characters, purifies our hearts, expands our souls, and makes us more tender and charitable, more worthy to be called the children of God. For Hawaii News Now, I'm Jim Mendoza. We'll see you in the next edition of Tell Me a Story.